0: Is time. is time. But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery,
1: Houston. Press to ATO. ATO. Three, two, one. Well, hello, friends. Hello,
0: wonderful friends. This is a beautiful day, but it's also a difficult day for us, but we're very grateful to be able to share this moment with you all.
1: Yes, um, we had unfortunately we got the very bad news
0: yeah it was very difficult to swallow but um, it also made us reflect on how much we love this individual our very close friend Tom Westbrook Dr. Westbrook he uh, recently passed away and that was very hard for us
1: yeah it was really sudden it was very unexpected and um, yeah it just it shocked us I, I, I think as anyone who can maybe relate with losing a loved one un- unexpectedly, there's not really, it's, it's hard to know what to do and how to react, um, right. especially when we haven't been able to see a lot of our loved ones right. um, in a while. But we remember Dr. Westbrook. He's a huge part of our life and yes. we carry him on in our hearts. Um, we love him so much and we are sending so much love to his family um, right now and just, Yeah, it's it's hard to talk about. Still,
0: it is hard to talk about, but we're here to kind of celebrate our time that we all spent together. He was so influential on who we are, and we wanted to. This is like this is going to be a very unique episode, but we're gonna go back to an episode that we created. It was episode 99. Yeah, and this was in January. We messaged. uh, We we wrote. We did a podcast on. We are all teachers, and it was focusing on the Dead, Dead Poet Society, the movie, and Robin Williams and how incredible of a teacher he was, or in the movie, and how similar he his style was to Dr. Westbrook's. And it's a uh, it's beautiful. It's one of my favorite podcast episodes. And we did end up sending a little text message to Tom to let him know we wanted him to chime in, take a a little listen.
1: Yeah, and he did. He listened. That was um, probably, you know, one of our more recent correspondence with him was just letting him know that we ended up talking about him a lot on a podcast about the best types of teachers and how everyone can be a teacher and how, honestly, when we watched that movie, Robin Williams, the first person and the only person that came to mind was Dr. Westbrook and that um, we wanted him to listen to it because we wanted him to know how truly amazing he was as a teacher how impactful he was yeah not just to, impactful
0: in our life no but. to
1: so many students yeah. and I just want to say you know we're sending a lot of love to all the students who have heard the tragic nudes this week too we we love and appreciate all of the kind messages and notes and everything like that you've been sending us and continue to pour love over to his family at a time where I think that you know they just need to be showered with love and embraced because He was one of the most special humans I've ever met, Mm -hmm. um, hands down, as a professor, as a human, as a friend, as a mentor to a lot of people, so he meant so much to us both, and I think that you'll hear that certainly come through in this episode, and we're grateful that he was able to listen to it before he left us.
0: Yes, so without further ado, enjoy. Dr Westbrook. Dr so Westbrook. We'll just straight up call him out. We
1: love you Dr Westbrook. Dr Westbrook actually ended up fun fact ended up marrying us yes. at our wedding.
0: Yeah, he was our uh, our minister. Yeah. And yeah. But in in let, let's just give a little brief explanation of who Dr Westbrook is. Yes. And it and I have to say if he did not watch Dead Poets Society and like fully embrace that character, then that's that's weird to me because he was yeah. literally as close to Robin Williams was in Deb Poets Society which is amazing by far so incredible compared to any other professor's enthusiasm the way that he teaches so I'll just start from the beginning when I started with OSU I looked at the different classes that they had to offer with the Masters in Entrepreneurship and the one class that I got most excited about that was just simply listed was Creativity and Imagination with Entrepreneurship and I'm like whoa that class exists and this is the class that Dr. Westbrook developed. This was his heart and soul. Yeah. And, you know, creativity and innovation. How do you teach that? I mean that at yeah. the time, like that was such a radical thought to I me. I thought
1: it was it creativity, and innovation, or creativity and imagination.
0: Creativity and imagination. Yeah, and exactly, so like yeah. that even, I mean, crazier. Like, even crazier.
1: Like even crazier, right? Like yeah. crazier than innovation is imagination. Imagination yeah. is like what is how imagination? imagination? How do you teach imagination? <laughs> yeah. And like honestly, he just it was so him. So, it was amazing. Yeah,
0: so we, we were in Nicaragua, and the first time I actually got to meet him was he made it mandatory for us to do a Google Hangouts meeting. I think it was like once a week or something like that where we had to present our business, and we were doing life out of the box in real time. We were actually living in the jungle of Laguna de Apoyo, and I would put on a button-up shirt, and I'd be wearing board shorts down below, but I wouldn't let him see that. And I would like talk to him about our business and in front of the other classes, our internet was crappy, but he was always kind of like interested in it. And he was, he was always like really willing to hear it. And I have to say, I was really grateful that he did that because there were not many professors that took the time to do a video conference. And this was like at nighttime where you can like talk about your business. And this was a fully online course. Long story short, we're in Morocco. We decided that we're going to go to my graduation in Stillwater and so I emailed just two professors, and he was one of the professors we emailed. And I just told him, you know, I got to talk to you a lot on Skype or uh, Google through uh, your class, and I'd love the opportunity to just shake your hand. We have been continuing to work on our business, and I shared all the links and everything. And he was, like, blown away. He was like, no way. Is this real? Like, is this for real, real? Like, this isn't a, a made-up story? And we're like, no, this is, this is real. And so then we kind of got to know him. Ever since that point, and he really embraced our, our journey with life out of the box and not just thinking of it as a great business that he's, you know, think is, is got potential and could potentially be something massive. But he thought this is a real great opportunity to bring in these two, John and Quinn, to become kind of like mentors or leaders for the students in the classroom and take it one step further. So Quinn got the opportunity, which I'm forever jealous of, which was she actually got to have Professor Westbrook as her teacher in creativity and imagination. And I don't even know. I I got crazy stories from being his teaching assistant, but you were in the classroom. And when you're in the classroom, you're a student. He is all about you he's so focused on your growth he really is and And he pushed you because (laughs) yeah he did because you were you know you were you were viewed as like the leader and one of the leaders of the classroom and i i'm excited for you to share some of your stories with it
1: yeah i he was amazing in so many different ways i i so i when we moved to osu and we you know took the opportunity to take our our life out of the box business into the incubator. Mm -hmm. Um, I started the master's program that John had done online. So a lot of the classes um, he took, obviously I was right there with him, but there was some overlap. And the one that I wanted to take was creativity and (laughs) imagination more than anything else. So, yeah, Dr. Westbrook already kind of knew our background and whatnot. And um, it was mostly undergrads in the class. So it was a really big class. So you, yeah. you had the combination. You had both masters and undergrads in the same class, which I thought was actually really cool for this class hmm. in particular. Because Because I think... The younger you are, the easier creativity and imagination can can be, hmm. right? And when you're yeah. in a master's, you're like, I'm here because I know what I want to do. You know, you kind of like, yeah. obviously the master's of yeah. entrepreneurship that, was a little bit different. That makes that,
0: a lot of sense because creativity can be hindered by your previous experiences experience. or like put, placing you in a box. Exactly. And so by being young, you don't really have those... Boundaries around you that allow you to be more flexible and thinking new ways and new thoughts exactly
1: exactly So but what was so cool about this class actually was that interestingly a lot of undergrads were Super frustrated with the class Mm -hmm. because it was not structured like a normal class They just wanted to come in and they wanted to take the quiz. They wanted to do the readings They wanted to do it and then that was it Mm -hmm. Dr. Westbrook refused to let that be the case and I think it was really interesting to see how even young people have a hard time you know basically deconstructing the structure that they come with in high school Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and so that's basically what his goal was right and interestingly (laughs) because he knew my background yeah I was a lot more open to just learning new things and to pursue different ideas and thoughts and stuff like that so he would just come into the classroom and he would just sit there, like stand there and just like watch us all. And then people would just be quiet and people would just start randomly laughing or something like that. And then he would just come (laughs) out with like a one liner and just basically you would think that the class, like according to the syllabus was for a certain subject. And then all of a sudden he'd be like, all right, everyone take out a piece of paper. Just, that's how he would start it. Just like Mm -hmm. everyone take out a piece of paper. Now I want everyone to get out of your seat and I want you to go into this corner of the room. If you're this, I want you to go over here. If you're this, I want you to go to, he would make, I mean, there was very few class times w- sessions where we actually sat in our actual chair and just listened to him lecture. He almost never lectured. It was always, there was always an activity involved. There was always, you know, group talking. And then one of the most amazing things about Dr. Westbrook was he required every single person to maintain a journal throughout the whole semester that right. we had to submit to him to read. Yeah. And he read all of them. He read them all. And <laughs> he was, he was really, you know, he challenged you. He challenged kids. He would he would actually call out individuals just like right off the bat, people who were quiet, who just obviously didn't want to be participating or anything like that. Yeah. He would, he would call them out and he would challenge them and, and you know, it would make people uncomfortable, but the, it was really beautiful. That over time, it almost became like the one class everyone was looking forward to. Like mm-hmm. we all became like friends in a weird way. Cause we all were like, Oh man, who's going to get called out today? You know? <laughs> and everyone came and they showed up, they right. showed up excited to, experience what dr westbrook was going to give us that day and it was all about i mean how do you teach creativity and imagination you actually have to do it right Right. like that's like that was his thing so he was he always taught you know underlying things that you have to think that you should be thinking about and like and really pushed you to think more and more and more Mm -hmm. but there was no one right answer in his class necessarily Mm -hmm. the thing that he couldn't stand more than anything else was if people didn't do the work and they didn't show up and they weren't there and there to actually play. Yeah. That's what he said. He was like, I want you to show up to class to play. Yeah, And that was, I mean, that's actually how it felt. It was like, ooh, this is gonna be really fun. I don't know what we're gonna do today. There was, there were a few, you know, long-term projects that we were all working on together. And it was very, very interactive. But, you know, the thing that I got the most honestly out of and of everything I've never shared my journal with anyone really mm-hmm. you know and yeah. I knew he would read it and what was amazing was that he gave individual feedback to every single person so he not only let you be introspective, mm. but he gave you feedback on that introspection, which mm. is like is sometimes so, just by
0: questioning.
1: yeah, just a question of like well what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. you know and and it was non-judgmental ever, yeah. but it was always encouraging to try to figure out, Who are you really and where should you go? And how can can you, how can creativity and imagination take you further into where you want to go? And he like, yeah, he used me a lot in class. Like he used, (laughs) he used our story of, do you know anyone else who just like randomly left and quit (laughs) their jobs, left the country for um in pursuit of uh, a business in a different country that gave back you know it was like and everyone you know mostly Oklahomans were like uh what the hell who are you (laughs) you know and and to just be able to like actually play off of that and share that with people i think did open up their minds in a in a really um in a nice setting in the classroom Mm -hmm. where they did think about it and they did they would come up and ask and and it was it was that very, He would use examples that people really related to, too, which is like a perfect, perfect teacher. You know, you're not talking about something that happened back in the 70s. He's talking about like the people who are in the business game right now, yeah, you know, relevant, relevant to right there and now. And the the one that he, the one tool he used often was us, which was really mm. interesting because that was close. They could see me. I was a fellow classmate, you yeah. know, and I was there and I they couldn't believe I was from California via Nicaragua Guatemala Morocco and now I'm here and like what the heck and his one goal was was really admirable he wanted people to just play but not just play for play playing sake he wanted people to really use that harness Mm -hmm. that and then use the resources from the student startup center the incubator you know area and I think I mean honestly not everyone one thing you realize I think especially after you know like five years of being in uh, associated with a school of entrepreneurship is that mm-hmm. you realize that not everyone is inclined to want to start their own business, right? Yeah. But everyone can definitely get a lot out of creativity and imagination right. which is like just such a beautiful thing. I feel like it's, it's one of those classes that I'm sure no one in that classroom will ever forget. Yeah. And he would bring in speakers too. And I remember he brought in a, a speaker who, I think he, he was an inventor, basically. He was one of his <laughs> friends. And he created, I think, the... Um, Lay's baked chips. Lay's baked chips. But the one that I thought was really cool was the the mystery flavor of the um, airheads. The heads, white airhead. The yeah. white airhead. It's like, that was, once they, once they put the white one in, their sales went crazy. Why? Because Mm. we were just, you know, humans are curious about it. They, they wanted, (laughs) they, it might not be the flavor that they want, but
0: it made candy into a game.
1: It did. It kind of gamified it. So, you know, he brought in these speakers and he would actually give up an entire lecture at the opportunity for someone to come in and speak, yeah, you know, or he would say like, come on, everyone get out of your, get out of your seats. We're going outside. It's a great day. Let's yeah. do this outside. I
0: loved when he did that. I
1: loved when he did that too. And I'm not going to lie as a teacher myself, when I got the opportunity to be an instructor, mm-hmm. a record for a big class, I did a lot of stuff that he did, you know, yeah. because I knew, especially when you're first starting out, you know, uh, for undergrads, I mean, you're, you're here for something different than what you got in high school. Yeah, right? right. And, and, if you couldn't get it in high school, you could definitely get it in the university, but it's upon the professor to really dig deep and not just, you know, regurgitate the information that is required. It's it's a
0: privilege to be up there.
1: It really, really is. And so, yeah, I would, you know, say, okay, everyone switch your seats. we are like, let's go outside. We're going to paint outside today, you know? (laughs) And, and it was, it was like, a a really cool thing that actually connected the students with me even more. Mm -hmm. Like they felt more comfortable to come to me. And one of the great things about Dr. Westbrook too is after every class, there was a line, there was a line (laughs) to talk to him. And it was so cool. Like, you know, how many, how many classes would the kids, Did you see kids like actually staying to want to talk more? You know, and such a
0: compliment, really.
1: Instead of just getting the heck out of there as soon as the professor, you know, lets them. (laughs) And he, I mean, every class was uncertain. Every every class was.
0: Yeah, you you don't know know what you're gonna get. It was great. You know that you're gonna learn the most by being put on the spot. Yeah, I think that's another thing that you know he shared with like Robin Williams and Den Poet Society is sometimes the best things of growth come out when you're just letting your guard down yeah and the best way to do that is put them on put them in front of you know put them in your situation here you come up here you know someone was talking he'd be like hey why don't you come up here and you can you can lecture the class and then they're standing there and they're and they're they're gonna have to do it and it's like holy crap this is what this is like. That's gonna make you. I mean, that's a game-changing experience for anyone who was talking class that now has to stand up there with Westbrook. Yeah. And Westbrook sitting in his seat. Yeah. And he's like, "What do you want?" To, you know, like those were those magnificent moments that I I do think they're teachable, and they we embraced it to the fullest. The idea that he could make people feel uncomfortable, and he, for some, it was at first like. He was the scary professor yeah. because he was very comfortable with uncomfortable situations. Yeah, Uncomfortable situations like you kind of talked about where he would just come into the classroom, not say a word, just stand there. People are still talking. And then all of a sudden there's little giggles because they're like, what is supposed to happen right now? Isn't he supposed to talk like that's the normal way that things go? And yeah. he would just allow people feel that kind of strangeness of like oh, the awkward silence. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 let's embrace this moment, you know, and he's not saying anything, and I love that about him, is that he always tried to find those kind of uncomfortable moments to teach something much bigger than maybe the whole lecture itself.
1: You're so right, and those teachable moments came in various different forms, which kept Mm -hmm. everyone on their toes all the time, so like one class, I'll never forget again, (laughs) he came in, and he basically said, okay, everyone like open up, how how many of you did the reading for today? And, like, no one raised their hand. I mean, Quinn raised I did. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, almost no one raised their hand. I would think it was just, like, a handful, yeah. if any. And this is a big classroom. And he goes, really? Interesting. We're done for today. Everyone leave. You guys didn't come up. You guys didn't show up prepared. I told you what to expect. I don't check on every single thing that you do every single week to make sure that you do it. But I assume that you are doing the things that I've asked of you to do. Mm-hmm. And you came here unprepared and that's honestly that's your own fault that's to your consequence that's yeah. that's something that you chose to do that i'm not you know managing you to yeah. do it but i expect it because it, it will make what happens here in this classroom so much more fruitful for you yeah. so you just gave up on yourself and we're done and he let everyone go he yeah. canceled class and you're just like what everyone just looked at <laughs> each other it was like I got to really? read. <laughs> and, he, and then no one left. No one got up. So he just packed his stuff up and he left. Yeah. And then we all left. And I was like, whoa. Everyone just couldn't believe it. Like, okay. Okay, obviously. And people read yeah. after that. Yeah, I mean, they, they did. And it was like, I it was a great. Oh, I know. Sorry. It was a great teaching lesson that like, hey, you're not in high school here anymore. Your parents aren't looking over your shoulder to make sure that you're doing these things. But if mm-hmm. you don't do them, you're really failing yourself. You're not giving yourself the full experience that you could possibly get out of this classroom session every week. And you should be doing that for yourself because you're paying for it. Anyways, you're here, show up and do the work. Yeah. And man, it changed. I guarantee you, I mean, anyone else in that classroom, if you're listening, I mean, you (laughs) definitely you won't forget something like that. And I, and I hope, you know, it was, he, he was a really, really special he is a really special human. I mean, mm-hmm. he and the creativity and imagination class almost felt like it could be it should be a requirement for everyone. I mean, yeah.
0: it I, wasn't I, even necessarily that class. It's the format in which he taught, yep. which is like the thing that I gravitate towards. Yep. And we became very, very close friends throughout our time in Oklahoma. He retired the same time we left OSU. Yeah. And so it's something that we'll forever cherish, but when I Thought about this podcast episode. I originally was going to go the angle of everyone's a teacher in some form or another. And there's some little rocks that we picked up on our journey through experiences with Westbrook. But I'm kind of appreciating that just through us explaining our experiences, I think that as people reflect on who they are, you know, influential on or who they're uh, kind of guiding as a mentor, Mm -hmm. how can they be better at it? I think if you just listen to that story of like Westbrook, you're realizing that there's different ways to help guide people. And these are the most, I mean, that was the most effective way that I've ever learned in my whole entire life was from being in a classroom with Westbrook. Yeah. And I'll never forget. I'm forever grateful for it.
1: I mean, when you're talking about, you know, what are you trying to do as a teacher? Mm -hmm. You're trying to have impact on the next generation. Like that's what you're trying to do. And there is absolutely no doubt in anyone's mind who has ever encountered Dr. Westbrook's class that he was of course one of the most impactful if not the most impactful teacher to mm-hmm. them and in, in their time at and, osu and
0: it wasn't like he was teaching he was helping you teach yourself
1: exactly i don't know
0: how else to word it no it's
1: that, beautifully said because how can someone else tell you how to be creative and innovate and, and, and imaginative yeah how how can someone else tell you this is how to do it and that's similar to um robin williams um dead Poets you sorry, know, his his, his his philosophy on poetry he made the everyone in the classroom rip out the the foreword done by the phd guy who basically <laughs> is like this is how you should read it and this yeah, is it was how like you a should
0: mathematical equation it was bas- how to write poetry yeah
1: and he's like rip it out that has nothing to do with you yeah you know that that's his interpretation so rip it out and you are gonna have your own interpretation of this and that is how that class was structured by dr westbrook it was yeah. designed and created by him and i'm not sure who else could take that on next into the future because it was it was a powerful class that I think empowered a lot of people. It changed the way that they saw education, mm-hmm. um, what you get out of a classroom. You know, I mean, there were there are classes that you could definitely just do online, you know, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Like finance, accounting. There are certain classes that, like, yeah, you might want a tutor or something like that just to help you out. But you could definitely self-teach yourself yeah. through a course curriculum. And it doesn't really require the professor to, like, you know, be you know, any different than just a normal professor teaching uh, accounting, right? Like a computer can even teach you that. Mm -hmm. But what Dr. Westbrook taught is not something that you could really learn online. I don't think it's something that you have to experience. And it's a really rare, unique thing that I think that's what you pay for in university. It's not to, is not to just memorize stuff and then, and then go out and have a career. It's, it's supposed to change you and it's supposed to teach you things that, You would never have otherwise learned, you know, by watching videos on YouTube or even reading in a book.
0: Yep. Got to push yourself out there. So, but I I
1: think that the main thing that you, you know, you also said was that, you know, as we reflect on, you know, us all, like whoever's listening, if you're a mentor, if Mm -hmm. you're, if you have, you know, even like a a younger sibling or something like that, we're all teachers in our own ways Mm -hmm. and how do you teach really it's impactful. Um, it, it, it can be the most impactful. Absolutely. And it can change people's lives. I mean, it changed mm-hmm. it changed both of our lives. For sure. Honestly. Dr. Yeah. Westbrook changed for the our better. lives. Void, Let me say that. <laughs> way for the better. I mean, he made me think about things that, I, honestly, I don't, I don't know if anyone else could have made me think about, yeah. you know, because you know, the journal and reading it and, yeah. and seeing someone evolve and grow. And it's, it's a personal thing, but you're willing to share it with a teacher who obviously, you know, you trust and, yeah. and that trust is built together through experiencing his, his class every yeah. week. It was that really, was, really cool. That
0: was a really fun episode to make. Yeah. You know, we love so. you,
1: Dr. Westbrook. We do.
0: Yeah. That was, uh, that was pretty heavy to hear again.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: But love that man. He's an incredible guy.
1: What a special, what a special person. Just so extremely grateful that we got to have him in our life.
0: Oh, captain, my captain.
1: Oh, captain, my captain. He, re-
0: he really embraced the whole idea of Carpe Diem, which is what Life Out of the Box represented in itself. So go be extraordinary. Go live an extraordinary life in honor of Dr. Westbrook. Yeah. I just wanted to really quickly uh, mention how he replied when after I sent him this message audio clip or this whole podcast that we made in January. He said, I'm amazed and humbled. You people love you, pray for you. And then the very last text messages that I received from him were in March. And I kind of want to say these almost as if I'm like saying right back to him. Mm -hmm. So he said, dear God, we love you, sir. Thank you for taking this man as your own, hold him, keep him, lead him as your witness, Sir, to your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. And the very last text message that I ever received from Tom Westbrook was none other than a smiley face, which is just perfect.
1: It is. It's perfect. He's, he's just, he's the best.
0: He's it, that guy.
1: He gets it. He just, he got it. He got us. He gets, you know, what it really takes to, you know, push people out of their comfort zone for the better. Mm-hmm. And he really did improve a lot of people's lives he changed us he changed a lot of others and um he'll be missed but he'll live on within us all you know we will think about him we we think about him we thought about him all the time anyways and we will think about him in everything that we do Mm -hmm. and we'll you know kind of use him as a guiding light
0: yeah i mean he believed in us so much that in all honesty i feel extra motivated to do him you know make him proud yeah of what we do be by pursuing an extraordinary life so
1: yeah I mean, he that's he, the truth you know he often believed in us even more than we believed in ourselves sometimes I you know, know it's a weird thought but it's true it is he he was just you guys are gonna do amazing things and you know we're gonna do our best especially for you dr westbrook we love you
0: yes and uh this was a heavy episode i'm very grateful for all of you tuning in feeling all of our emotions. Uh, I, I know everyone has someone special in their life that has been as influential as Dr. Westbrook has been for both of us. And uh, yeah, cherish those moments. Make yeah. them count and uh, make them proud. Yeah. I, think, I think that's kind of the key takeaway. The last thing that I wanna do is, I did find one audio clip from Tom Westbrook that uh, I just I had to include because he's our dude. so. This is kind of like, goodbye Tom, we love you, we appreciate you, we're forever grateful for you, and uh...
1: You will eternally be in our hearts, you, wherever we go.
0: You will be, and you were the first, so adios amigo.
1: We love you. I'd like to be the first to present to you,
0: Jonathan and Quinn Button. <laughs>